0: When I signed up, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't even know how far a marathon was. I just knew if my sister was going to do it, I was going to do it, and I was going to do better. That's all. That's all that I thought.
1: Diz Runs Radio, episode 1134, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and And everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by the folks over at Amino Co. And you know, one thing that gets talked about a lot on this show, on on other other running platforms, I'm sure I know because I listen to some other places or read other places as well, is nutrition. And I know I have a few uh, maybe outside of the norm views when it comes to mid run fueling and mid run nutrition. That's okay, you know, you do you. But one thing I think we can all agree on is that. The things that we're eating, the things that we're consuming, the nutrition that we're taking in outside of just the time when we're running, kind of important, kind of matters. And and maybe, I don't know, maybe one of the more important avenues is post-run nutrition, especially after a long run, race, workout, whatever. And uh, that's where AminoCo's Heal Blend comes in. It's just, uh, like a, a recovery uh, blend of amino acids that really helps to spur muscle recovery, muscle growth, muscle repair. Um, which is good any time, but especially after a good hard workout, whether strength workout, speed workout, like I said, race, long run. And uh, I know I've said before, and I'll say it again, I'll say it right here. I'm not one that tends to want to eat a lot after a good hard workout. But you know, if you've been around for a while, you know that I'm always down for a good cup of coffee after a hard run, hard race, hard workout, whatever the case might be. And that's where uh, I kind of try to blur the lines a little bit between, I'm not really hungry, so I'm not really going to eat anything, but I'm going to have some coffee. Let's add a little scoop of uh, the heel blend, uh, you know, the, the vanilla blend for me, add it to the cup of coffee, hit it with the stick blender, bada boom, bada bam, not having to eat a lot, but still giving my body, still giving my muscles what they need to help with that recovery process. So if that's something that might be up your alley, I can't recommend AminoCo enough and uh, to show your support of the show, if you're going to make an order from AminoCo, please use the link AminoCo.com slash Dizruns. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash Dizruns. That way they know that their, their ad dollars are going to, to are, are paying off. Basically, they'll keep supporting the show. You'll keep getting what you need. Uh, everybody wins. But the, but the wins don't stop there. The wins continue. Use the code Dizruns at checkout. Save yourself 30% on your order whether it's a Heal Blend, Perform Blend, or any other amino acid blends that they have available. They're all good. They all fit whatever dietary platform you have. Keto, vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, all the things. They all fit. Um, And they help. They help. They're good. They're good things. So check them out, aminoco.com slash disruns. And uh, now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Today's guest is a lady that... uh Turns out miles, kind of like it's no big deal. Or at least that's that's what it looks like on social media. I don't know. We'll, we'll dig into it a little bit as we go. But uh, recently she knocked out uh, just over 700 miles. I believe it was 712. But who's counting the exact number? 700-something in uh, 23 days. And in so doing, earned herself a place in the Guinness Book of World Records, which, uh, I don't know, that's pretty cool. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about kind of how that world record came about. And who knows what else we'll get into today. Uh, but when we're there, we'll, we'll start the party and... and formally introduce Ms. Megan Cassidy to the show so thanks for joining us today Megan really appreciate it of course thank you for having me yeah look at, looking forward to digging into a little bit getting to getting to know you a little bit now that uh is we kind of we're we're working through some tech issues like we used to be su- pseudo neighbors just down i4 from each other and now now we're not but anyway uh y'all if you enjoyed today's episode you enjoyed today's conversation kind of want to follow along with Megan and who knows what other nonsense attempts that uh, she's got you know bubbling in the back burner that that maybe come to light in the future. Uh, The Feisty Runner on Instagram is the handle. So it's just all one big word, no dashes, no underscores. Keep it simple. At The Feisty Runner on Instagram, uh, all spelled like it sounds. And if you're struggling with that, I mean, I feel like this one's a pretty easy one. But if you're struggling, you know we got you hooked up in the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash 1134. Dizruns.com slash 1134. 3-4 we'll get you back to the show notes for today and of course we'll have Megan's social media links there and links to anything other other relevant topics that come up today will be linked there as per usual so Megan the way we always start off each episode of the show is with a pretty simple and straightforward question um, that uh, at least it's an easy one to ask sometimes it's an easy one to answer sometimes it's a little bit difficult but one way or the other it starts the conversation pretty nicely and that's to simply ask what is your favorite distance to race and why
0: I love marathons. I love them. 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 I love marathons. They're my favorite. Um, it's probably because the first race I ever did was a marathon and I didn't train for it. Um, it was my sister. She came down. Uh, I'm from Cleveland. So she was living up in Cleveland still. I was living down here and she came down to Walt Disney World and saw someone on the monorail with a marathon shirt and she decided I want to run the marathon. Now she's not athletic. I was a little more athletic than she was, but neither one of us were runners. And I'm like, she's going to run this. I'm going to run this. So mm-hmm. I wasn't going to let her have one up on me. So <laughs> we signed up for the Walt Disney World Marathon. <laughs> um, she trained with team and training. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, she'd give me a little nugget of information. But I only trained three days. I ran 10 miles in June. I ran <laughs> 10 miles and just uh, Thanksgiving. And then I ran 10 miles around Christmas. And that was it. <laughs> it was not the way I'd recommend it, but I beat her by 45 minutes. And <laughs> that was good enough for me. So I've been hooked. I'm like, well, there's nowhere really to go from here other than marathons. So I just embraced it. I love them. My goodness. Well, I, I, um, goodness.
1: So, all right. So nothing so nothing like sibling rivalry to get you going on the right. path. <laughs> I was going to say, how, 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 what was her reaction going I trained for this bloody thing and yet you still beat me by 45 minutes. Like, like, like what was, what was, how did that conversation post race go?
0: You know, it, it, she, she didn't care. Um, it, you know, she was, she was sort of elated because her husband signed up. He kind of, I guess had the same feeling but he signed up. Now imagine this, this was, you know, the Disney marathon. He was able to sign up for it about two weeks before the race. So that mm-hmm. tells you how not big it had become by then. But, uh, he signed up for it and she, she was just, happy that you know, he he got pulled from the race because he didn't do anything right so um and it, you you have the shirt on so you ran that year you know it was like 19 degrees that year so it was literally freezing that year and he just wasn't wearing the right stuff his hat froze to his head his lips were blue and they pulled him off the course so she was more happy that <laughs> that he didn't finish ahead of her without training than she <laughs> couldn't care less what I did really I mean she was happy that she had someone to you know talk about when she was training but uh, or talk to about her training, but she really didn't care about what my finish time was. She was just happy that her husband didn't beat her. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's, it's interesting,
1: <laughs> uh, 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 serendipitous that I'm wearing this shirt today because that brings it up. And this was, this was my first <laughs> marathon as well. Um, no way yep and i was i would i like to think that i was the least prepared person out there but clearly i wasn't um no there's
0: there were two others who were way less prepared than you were <laughs> uh, i don't
1: know about way less like like you you were less prepared but maybe not way less i think my longest run was 14 miles and i was running just like once a week so i guess i, I guess oh. maybe that's you know you ran three <laughs> times I at least ran once a week um yeah. but uh you know my my marathon experience was for that first one was I was pretty good until about mile 15 because my longest training run was 14 miles, which was the week before mm-hmm. the race. So I was like, I was pretty, pretty confident that if I could run half of it, I could run the whole thing. Um, and then the wheels just total like everything imploded and it was a, a dumpster fire for the last 10 or 11 miles. Um, yeah. but how did, how did the day go for you on, on even less training? A couple of 10 milers. Um, how was that first
0: 26.2? Well, knowing nothing about running or racing, I stopped at every table that they had and you know, I remember taking Tylenol at mile 11 because they were offering it. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's take that. I remember having to stretch at 17, um, but it was so cold. You just had to keep moving. You know, you just had to keep moving to stay to stay warm. And uh, I remember I had this headband and it was white. And I remember um, moving it down to my neck to keep my neck warm. And it looked like I was wearing a neck brace as I was running. It was <laughs> so funny. Um but it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, when I crossed the finish line, I still had the finish line picture. You think I won the whole thing? I mean, I was just, yeah, look at me, I won. But um, the day after that, I I remember driving to work and there are five steps leading up to my door. And I called my boss and I'm like, I'm not coming in today. He's like, you're in the parking lot. I'm like, if you have someone who can carry me up, I'll come work, but I'm not working today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was pretty funny. Yeah. I uh I learned my lesson that I need to be a little more consistent with it, but you know, that's how you learn, I yeah. guess. No, that's that's definitely you want to do research.
1: Yep. <laughs> Experience is, the, is a great teacher of, of Indeed, what yeah. what not to do the, the next time. So, um I, again, on our on our parallel path here, I I remember like I said death marching for the last whatever it was 9 10 11 miles some at that point it was it was way too much and this is stupid and I'm never going to do this again <laughs> um clearly not the case but that was that yeah. was the mindset um when you when you got to the finish line you know in the, the next day at, at sitting in the parking lot at work going yeah these five steps these are this is too much um were were you thoughts on like this was that that was awesome and i want to do it again right away or were you kind of like me i signed up for gate
0: river run the same night that we finished so it was fine (laughs) goodness gracious well (laughs) then okay so
1: i can't quite relate to that because like i said i i swore off running for you know whatever four months before i signed up to do disney the next year again so you know clearly I, i was bitten by the bug i just didn't realize it um yeah but what what about it was such a i mean clearly it stuck and you know here we are 12 13 years later and and you know as we'll get into like, like that was clearly just the the launching off point for you in terms of distance running. But, um, what, what about it from, from being so ill-prepared, um, was, was so enjoyable that, like you said, you signed up for another race, like that, that same night.
0: I, it's just this, this feeling of accomplishment, Mm. you know, I mean, um, as I said, when I signed up, I didn't know, I mean, I didn't even know how far a marathon was. I just knew if my sister was gonna do it, I was gonna do it and I was gonna do better. That's all that's all that I thought. But you know, as you're out there and you know, you've got thirty four thousand other runners or however many runners there are in there, you know, they're going along with you and they're they're struggling and they're making it through and they're pushing it through, you start to realize what a what a big undertaking it is. I mean, yeah, you hurt, but then you think I'm hurting but I probably didn't all you know you know, do all that I should have to mm-hmm do this properly but you know uh people always talk about finishing a marathon oh that's like one of the bucket list things that you should do and how yeah i didn't know the you know only one percent of the population has run a marathon i didn't know any of that stuff but that it it was so difficult and i got it done that uh feeling that elation that euphoria it was strong it was Mm -hmm. so strong and i couldn't wait to, to do another one i couldn't and the medals that disney gave i mean if i started with another race where i got like the medallion or like a little tiny you know i mean but this this thing was a beast you know so look at this i can get medals you know i mean it was cool it was like nothing i had ever done before so it was it was really exciting i i couldn't wait to get out and do it again i couldn't wait to get out and do it again it's it was amazing mm. absolutely amazing
1: like I said, slightly different diversion on the path there. Cause I could wait <clears hate throat> to do it again, but, but you know, that's, that's, that's um, one of those, one of those fun things about running is some people it's it take to it like a fish to water almost. And some people it's like, this sucks until all of a sudden it doesn't. And then, and then yeah. they're hooked. Um, so that was, that was the beginning. Like, like, was there, was there an athlete athletic um, background in, in other sports, other things b- before that, or was that kind of what, what kicked you off into um, you know, kind of the, the athletic pursuits that, you know, focused I'm assuming focused focus mostly on running since then, but like what was the background before that race, if if anything?
0: Um, I played tennis in high school. I mean, I was in a marching band. That was okay. that was a flag twirler. You know, I, I growing up I always did the things that nobody else did. You know, I'm I'm a girl and uh you know, in a bunch of violins, I decided I wanted to play the string bass and, <laughs> you know, and band everybody played I wanted to play the saxophone, they ran out of them. So I said, I'm going to play the French horn. You know, I, I always wanted to kind of do things differently. So in high school, everyone was playing volleyball and soccer, and well, I'm going to play tennis. You know, and I never played tennis before that. I picked on it pretty, picked up on it pretty easily. Our team wasn't very good, but you know, so I was captain of the tennis team. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I've always kind of had that kind of competitive edge. I mean, again, yeah, wasn't great at it, but my competitive spirit kind of keeps me going on things. So, um, wasn't really a runner. I remember when I was in college, I took a class called walk, jog, run. And our final was to do a mile. Mm. And I remember I walked it all. I mean, I, I was not a runner. I had no interest in running. I used to make fun of people who ran for fun. I mean, and then this came along and completely changed my life. It has completely changed my life. And I wouldn't, I'm I Every time I do something, I always thank my sister. Even though she doesn't really run too much anymore, I always have to thank her because I would never have started this without her, ever. Mm-hmm. So she gets a huge, huge piece of respect for me because she, she kicked this all off. And I don't think she ever thought I would get so heavily into this, but but it all started with her. Right. And for her, she said it all started with a T-shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the silly things that we do for... for... Seemingly inconsequential things, but, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. and then, and then when you look back, you know, over the course of, you know, whatever it is, five years, 10 years, 15 years, and mm-hmm. you're like, goodness gracious, the, 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 path that it took to get from, from there to, to here, um, mm-hmm. you know, you never, uh, at least a lot of times it feels like you, you couldn't, you, you couldn't write the story cause it would be so ridiculous, but yet mm-hmm. it's, it's the actual truth. Um, so, so you run your first marathon, it's, um, you know, underprepared um not really knowing what you're getting yourself into but you loved it what was what was the the next race experience in terms of like how did how did i mean clearly the tra- i'm assuming at least the training was quite a bit different but like you know you talked of lessons learned you didn't know any better but then you learned some things um you know kind of how was that evolution of of knowledge and, and growth in the sport over the the next you know weeks months years after after disney
0: 2010 the Well, the one thing is, you know, my sister, since she was training with team and training, she would call me and give me little nuggets of information. And she told me, she said, you need to go and get shoes. You need to find a place called Fleet Feet because that's where they took her group Mm -hmm. on a field trip to was Fleet Feet. Go find a Fleet Feet and get yourself real running shoes. Because I was running in shoes that I had weighted tables in six years prior. They Mm -hmm. stunk because I worked in a steakhouse. They smelled so bad. They were not running shoes at all. And uh, I got a pair of that of Asics gel Landricks. They were they're just perfect for me when I was wearing them. And that's what I ran in. So that made a big difference. But, you know, I did the Gate River Run. That was the next thing that I did. And that was two months after um, after the Disney Marathon. And it was about the same experience. You know, I just went and had fun. And that was how I trained for other races. I would just run other races because i I never woke, woke up and went out running. I didn't have a running group. I didn't just, if people wanted to run or do something, I'd go and run with them. You know, it was a reason to go places, a reason to, you know, like, I had never been to Jacksonville before that, so that was a fun thing to do. Um, I remember uh, what sort of kicked off my consistent running was um, my sister. She she has since moved down to Tampa, and she had a Ragnar relay race. Um, her friends were doing a Ragnar relay race, and they needed somebody else to joined their team and my sister said well my sister likes to run a lot so I'll ask her she'll probably do it so I joined the Ragnar Relay Race team and uh, when I came back I was telling my UPS driver about it because he used to be a runner and he had mentioned somebody on his route was getting ready to do one and I said well let me get in contact with her because there were a lot of things that they don't tell you that would probably be helpful. Like I wish somebody had told me. So I found out when I talked to her that she actually lived in the same area that I did too. So she invited me to join the local running club. This was in 2013. And after that, I got way more consistent. I was running uh, two or three times a week whenever I could meet up with them. And uh, that's really what got me more consistent getting out and running. And uh, from there it, it blossomed into, um I remember after running with them so this was you know three years into it It was the first time that I had broken five hours in a marathon with Space Coast uh 2013 Mm -hmm. and that was a big deal you know because I mean five hours I mean coming below that that I mean anytime you break it you know take an hour off Mm -hmm. that's always a a nice milestone so um so um then I just kept running I mean my my Race schedule was always the same. Just sign up for as many races as I could afford to get myself to. And I know it's not really the way to do it, but I just loved it so much. So um, after I went to um, the Shamrock Marathon up in Virginia Beach, this was 20, I want to say it was 2015, 2016, something like, probably 2016. I remember I, I, I uh, went up there. And it was cold, and I did the marathon. I was just going out to run, but it was such a great course. I I accidentally uh, PR'd that race by over seven minutes, and, oh. I mean, it's just the, the conditions were great. I mean, it was nice and cool. It was a little windy. It was raining a little bit. I love running in the rain, and uh, the conditions were great, and this had me thinking I might be able to break four hours if I – If I train more, like if I really get out there more consistently, add more miles, you know, um, and I hadn't even, you know, broken the four hour mark. And I had a friend who said to me, this is very important. I need you to qualify for Boston. I'm like, I haven't even broken four (laughs) hours. What do you you think I'm going to qualify for Boston? But that right there planted the seed for where I am now, because I learned that to qualify for Boston, um, I needed to really add in more miles for me, that's what worked. Um, and you know, I kind of outgrew my running club, which, which sucks because they're a really great group of people that, that, um, that they've grown into. I mean, when I started, there were 10 of us and then we hosted a half marathon twice in our little town. And, uh, and it really grew our club to something that's really great. Um, but you know, when they're running, they're doing like the run walk thing and the first thing I realized if I wanted to qualify for Boston is I had to get rid of the, the walk breaks. It was just running walking twenty percent of the time I was out there just I needed to to, to not do that. So okay. that was kind of the first thing that broke me away from the group is I just needed to figure out how to run more consistently instead of running and walking and mm-hmm. um So it's, it's kind of bittersweet because I absolutely love my running club, but I just, I just don't train with them anymore. So then after all of those, um, I finally did qualify for Boston. I remember I I ran, um, I ran the Dublin marathon in 20, 2017 and, um, I did the run less run faster plan. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with that. Um, but I had run, uh, my goal was to break four hours, and I came in at 3.52.52, 52, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm only, you know, 12 minutes away from a Boston qualifier now. So I reached out to a friend of mine who had qualified for Boston, and I said, I'm looking at this downhill marathon, and all the reviews say that it'll kill your quads. You have the best quads of anyone I know. What do you do? And he said, you don't need to worry about your quads. You just need to build up your aerobic capacity. He gave me all this great information on how to train with my heart rate, and you know, you can get more miles in if you if you don't stress your heart more. And it's about the miles on your feet, not so much how fast you're going. Like he was talking about all this in the training plan, and I'm like, okay, low heart rate. Here's the schedule. Let's do it. You know, I I kind of glazed over all the scientific stuff, but I remember like my heart dropping when I saw that there was a 70 mile week on there going. I run like 30 miles a week. This isn't going to work. So. Um, but once I started getting those high mileage, it was hard to turn that off. It was hard to turn that off. And uh so by the time I got I, I took my my race to Dublin again mm-hmm. and uh my qualifying time was three thirty five because they took five minutes off it again. Right. And I was nervous about that. I was really nervous. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was shooting for a three forty at the beginning of this, now I gotta get a 335 Plus three thirty five and whatever
1: buffer because uh, who even
0: knows. Exactly. Yeah. So the the funny thing is, you know, I live here in Florida and it's hot. So, and I remember all my friends went to Chicago the first year that I went to Dublin. Um, and it was like 85 degrees and I'm like, it will never, ever, ever be 85 degrees in Dublin. So that's like my place to race because it's never going to be hot there. So I went back in 2019 and I finished in 3:30:06. So in seven months I took 20 minutes off of my, my time. It was incredible. It was so, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was in tears. I was just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, that was just like the most amazing thing that I had ever done. I'm more proud of that race than I probably am a Guinness World Record because it was just such a huge
1: mm-hmm. accomplishment. I mean,
0: 20 minutes in seven months was just incredible. So, um, and then my friend, the same friend who said to me, "I need you to qualify for Boston," she said, "I bet if you if you ran, uh, or if I asked you to, you could run a marathon with me tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And these little seeds, this girl has, her name's Dina. She has so much sway over me. Like she plants (laughs) these little nuggets and I'm like, yeah, probably could. So, you know, it's during the pandemic and I'm like, what else is there to do but run? So every day or every weekend I went out and I ran a marathon. I'm like, let's just see where this goes. So I just started running a marathon every weekend. And uh, when it started to get hot again, I said, why am I doing this? No one cares. But it got me looking at world records. Mm. So um, I'm sure you asked me a question somewhere in there and I'm just from rambling on. No, and that's I'm... all right. That's all right. It's, it's been, a, it's been a
1: good progression of kind of, you know, the first marathon to, um, uh, and unprepared and not running very much at all, you know, three times over the course of whatever it was, six months, something like that. Um, to, to, you know, building up the base and getting to where we are today. Um, or at least where we were, you know, in the, in the not too distant past of a couple of years yeah. ago, kind of pandemic times. Um, and this, you know, it, it, you, uh, you know, it, it, I mean this with all, all the, the, the kindest love and respect you are, you are a victim of peer pressure pretty seriously. Like, you know, your, your sister tells you to do something, your friend tells you to do something and you just, you just go, you don't, you don't even hesitate.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think too much about it. It's just, a, it's, I like a good challenge. You know, I like it. If you're not growing, you're dying, you know, isn't that what they say? If You're not growing, you're dying. So, you know, yeah, you never know if you don't try. So yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um,
1: before we get into some of these multi-day challenge things yeah. that you've done, uh, I can't let a, a Boston Marathon experience go by without at least touching on it quickly, because that's that's definitely a big goal of mine. Um, and I, I am very much on the I need to get you know five, eight, ten years older and you know knock off another fifteen <laughs> minutes off of my marathon time, and like all of a sudden then then the there's a chance that the lines will cross and and I'll be there. Um, but what was, what was your, your Boston marathon? Like you qualified for it. You blew it out of the water. Um, and I feel like I saw on social media somewhere I was scrolling back through that you, you did go run it. So how, how was your, your race day experience?
0: Um, it was fantastic. I mean, I'd never been to Boston and I loved it. I loved it. If anyone ever goes to Boston, you look for a good restaurant go to the stockyards. It is mm-hmm. the best steak you'll ever have. It's worth the 50 bucks. I'll just <laughs> throw that out there right now. Cause it was so good. Um, you know, it's a, I know it's a lot of money for a steak. I think it's a lot of money for a steak, but whew, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so my Boston experience was—you know—you waited. I waited a long time for it because of the pandemic. And uh, by the time I was able to register for it, I, this is such a stupid thing, but I am who I am, so whatever. <laughs> um, so I had turned forty in the meantime. So I now had a 10 minute qualifying window and I was Mm. super proud of that. I'm like, I'm going to beat the cutoff. I'm going to beat the cutoff. And then they were like, everybody gets in. I'm like, (laughs) 10 minutes, man. I wanted to beat the cutoff. (laughs) And I did, I got in it, but I was really proud of that 10 minutes, man. (laughs) So um, I kind of have to go back because I, I do need to tell a bit about my Boston experience. It was When I did Boston, it was actually to date my fifth fastest marathon that I ever ran. And um, Boston was at the time my 108th. So for it being my fifth fastest, now remember, I ran a lot of marathons just to run marathons. Mm -hmm. And some of them weren't official, like 60 of them weren't official on-course marathons. They were just me running because there was nothing better to do. So prior to Boston um, and after I was running a marathon every week, I had looked up to see what kind of marathon world records there were. And I saw um, that there was a woman who had the most consecutive days to run a marathon and her, her number was 60. Mm. And I said, I could probably do that. I could probably do that. So I applied for the Guinness world record for the most consecutive days to run a marathon distance for female. By the time I was ready to start running, the, the, Record had gone up to 95, and I'm like, well, I've already hyped it up. I, you know, I, I didn't know if I'd make it to 60, but I wanted to try. It was a, it was a cool thing to, to try out. So, I set out on December 4th, and every day I went running a marathon distance, and I would want to, run to work. Sometimes I would wake up well before work at, you know, one or two o'clock in the morning to get it done, so I could, you know, try to soak, relax, whatever I had to do before heading into work. Um, Sometimes I, there were two times when I woke up and I maybe got, you know, 10 K into it. And I said, you know what, I, I got to do this after work. It's just not working out for me. And those days were tough. Um, And so I made it 41 days and 14 and a half miles into number 42, my IT band just, it was done. Mm. Um, I was trying to walk for a little bit and it was just, I mean, you know, there's a lot of swearing and I wear this evidence camera and I go back and I watch some of those videos and just hear me cursing at this thing. And it's not, I'm not cursing at that. I'm cursing at the situation. And it was just so upset. I'm like, come on, you got to keep going. And I'm looking at my pace going, I'm not going to get this done before midnight. You know, I got to pick up the pace. And every time I try, but then finally my leg just, I mean, I just went down and I said, ow. And I knew that that was like a primal sound. That wasn't me mouthing off I mean it didn't come out as an obscenity it was just I was done and that was heartbreaking so um so I really didn't get good training in for Boston I I had to really take it easy I took the time and uh my boyfriend's a blacksmith he teaches knife making classes so I just go and hang out at the forge with him and you know just something to kind of keep my mind off the fact that it wasn't out running and um I would go to the gym, you know, try to do stuff, but man, I was just so sad that I didn't get that record and just tried to keep busy. But the time at the gym helped a lot. Um, and I did, um, my first run, of course it was another marathon. Uh, I did up there. Yeah. I was at the Shamrock marathon. I had a friend uh, from Baltimore who met me there. And I'm like, well, I have to do this. So I tried to be, you know, tried to do it a little bit slower. I started with him and, uh, we were holding about, we were holding about a nine ten, nine fifteen pace somewhere around there. And then at mile twenty two he just started like slowing down and I'm like, Come on, come on, Brian, let's go and he's like, No, go get your sub four, go, I'm done. I'm like, You're not done, you're gonna finish. He's like, Go, just finish and so I came in at like three fifty eight or something. I was really proud. I'm like, Look at that I mean, off of this IT band thing and you know, just I was amazed that it recovered so quickly, but I was also amazed about along the way from running the marathons, how my body adapted to that mileage, because um, I had run a back-to-back, you know, Saturday, Sunday marathon, marathons before. Mm-hmm. And I was, I thought that was pretty cool. So every day after number three was just this massive runner's high. And you know how runner's high, it usually takes a day or two or three to kind of wear down. But Like every morning it was like right back up. I was just, I mean, I read through some of my posts and I'm like, who the hell is this girl? Listen to how full of herself she is, but... I was like every day it was just reunited. So, or reignited. So it was, it was crazy. Um, But, you know, after a while, you know, you don't, you don't feel the pains in your calves anymore. And um, you don't feel, the weird thing is that after a few days you didn't feel the hunger. And I had to tell my boyfriend, you need to make sure I eat because I know I need calories. My brain is just trying to make me not do this anymore. So make sure that I eat. Um, I got rhabdo twice, which I don't recommend that to anybody. I, no. I mean, I was testing my urine every day with strips because my dad has had two kidney transplants and I want to make sure that everything's working. Okay. So, uh, he was really nervous about me doing this and like, dad, I'm going to be careful. I'm, you know, cause I read, uh, Dean, I don't know his, his last name, name. Dean Carnassus, Karn- however we say it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Dana, if you're listening. Um, I, I read his book and I I remember him saying that they had taken his vitals. They were drawing his blood. They were testing everything to make sure that all his systems were okay. So testing my pee was about the best thing that I could do with Mm -hmm. what I could get on Amazon. So (laughs) it was a good start. But uh, the one day I didn't even need the strips. I was just like, oh, my gosh, I am dehydrated. So, um, So that was something, you know, it's a weird thing because when you're racing, you feel the need to drink water all the time, no matter what, because mm-hmm. your heart's pumping so much. But a lot of these runs that I was doing were around like 110, 115 beats per minute. I mean, it was it was really low heart rate. And that was another thing um, was that I had set my watch on the first run to make sure I didn't go up to into the 150s. Mm-hmm. And then a friend of mine who's also a coach, he said, uh, I think you should probably try to keep it under 140. After day three, I didn't even need those alerts because I was barely hitting 130. It was just amazing how low my heart rate kept getting day after day. So you asked about Boston. So by the time I got to Boston, um, I knew I wasn't going to have a PR. I knew I wasn't going to have, uh, you know, um anything that was fantastic. I knew about the Newton Hills. I, you know, I tried to do a little bit of, you know, hill climbing, um, stair climbing at the gym, whatever I could do. We really don't have a lot of hills here in Florida. We have overpasses. Say, you
1: got to run the overpass repeats. That's yeah, not the best I you watch can do. Out
0: cars and, yep. Yeah. So, you know, you do what you can, but uh, nobody prepared me for the downhills at the beginning. Mm. That, that took me by surprise more than the Newton Hills that I was prepared for. Um, the, the first down the first 10 K is it's like running with the bolts. I mean, you get all these, these people, I mean, the pros are up ahead. They're already doing their thing, but you know, you're here with a bunch of people who are your same pace because you know, that's how they group you because you qualified to get this time. So you're, you're where you're going to be, you know? And, And that's one thing I really liked about Boston was nobody was trying to be where they shouldn't be. They knew this is where I am. This is where I'm, I'm running. Um, but everyone's all amped up and ready to go. It's the Boston marathon, you know, your market's set go. And it's just like, you, you're doing what you can to not be stampeded. It was just, I'm like, I shouldn't be running, you know, 739 this early in the race. I mean, we've got 26 miles to go, but you're going downhill too. And it's so hard to stop because you're just packed in with all these other people who are just running. And I remember at mile 10, I was just like, I don't ever want to do this race again. And by the time I got to the halfway point, I was like, okay, I'm good. You know, things had kinda of leveled out. Obviously I slowed down a lot, but uh I enjoyed it. By the time I got to the Newton Hills, it really didn't even bother me. Those mm-hmm. downhills had already killed me. I'm like, eh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're gonna finish. It's Boston. Uh so I I crossed the finish line at three forty six and changed. So it was it was good. It was a mm-hmm. good race. Um it's everything that everyone says it is. I mean the, the crowd support is phenomenal and it's a straight shot there aren't a lot of winding roads you Mm -hmm. you turn left once and like the rest of it is just you run from the little gazebo to in front to the finish line that's that's all it is i mean it's it's so cute and that was the that was another thing that really shocked me about boston was you know when you do chicago and you do uh berlin you're like in the middle of the city you're right there by some monument or some giant Mm -hmm. skyscraper or something but boston's just in front of some dude's house and they're seriously like on your mark, get set, go. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it felt like a little small town race, but it's this huge, you know, world-class That's event. Right. And uh, it was really something. It it was not what I expected, but it was everything I expected, too. It was fantastic. So um, my boyfriend was like, like you know, I was dying at the finish line. He's like, are you going to do it again next year? Let's go <laughs> back again. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> But I'm like, you know what i I had a follow fire from Indianapolis. let's do this so so you're so going yeah. again this year? Uh, yeah, I'll be there again in in nice. April so nice that's yeah awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool so yeah. there's my Boston experience so I'm sorry I'm
1: no of that's no, no, okay and, and, and again, it's good to kind of I, I guess I didn't quite I mean it makes sense of the timeline because of the pandemic and how things would have got jumbled up in there but um, yeah. you know so so you know the 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 marathon record goes out the window but if i yeah. if I heard you correctly Maybe that disappointment helped to you know lead to, to some new successes coming up. Um, and I going to get to that in just a second, Megan. But first, want to remind everybody that today's episode is sponsored by AminoCo. Get your amino acids and support the show. Support your body. Support your health. Support the show. Support all the things, all from AminoCo. AminoCo.com slash Diz Runs is the link. Once again, Heal Blend, Perform Blend. They've got some other blends there as well. But those are those are the two that I focus on. Uh, but whatever is right for you, if you want a little amino acid supplementation into your daily routine, aminoco.com slash Dizruns. Use the code Dizruns at checkout to save yourself 30%. So, it, So it sounds like. Megan, and correct me where I'm wrong, but the base that you built from, you know, that, that record attempt really paid off in Boston and that, you know, you weren't maybe quite as trained as you would have liked to have been, but you had all this base underneath you that you just go out there, cruise, and, you know, oh, by the way, run your, what, what did you say, fifth fastest marathon at the yeah, time?
0: Yeah, fifth fastest at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was really something. I was I was amazed when I when I saw that because um, this last summer I started training with, um, with a coach. It was the first time I ever hired a coach and I wanted him to get me to a New York qualifying time, which is mm-hmm. 326 for my age group um so that meant that i needed to take another four minutes off of my best time which was three years ago you know so I kind of had some ways to go but uh in that time we were um we were training using um training Peaks, which is an app and it had taken all of my garmin data from ever since forever ago and it actually had a thing where it it showed it listed out you know all like my top 10, everything that I ever, like if it was a 5k, a 10k, mm-hmm. whatever. And I only care about marathons. I'm like, look at that. Boston is number five. That's awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So I didn't even realize it until I had that app and I thought that was pretty darn cool. Like, oh. yeah. So yeah, that was interesting.
1: So, all right. So, so things are going, going, you kind of, you know, I don't want to say, no, 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 <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. I'm just trying to, to, again, halfway, just get my thoughts in order, but also make make sure <laughs> the timeline's correct here. So you're going for this, this marathon world record. It doesn't work out, but then you, you know, it does, you know, not not that it works out, but you know, the, the, the silver line is it puts you in a good position to run Boston. You have a good race there. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that maybe when you were looking at the the marathon world record, maybe you you stumbled into the the ultra marathon world record or or where, where did, where did that come onto the radar and and decide to up the ante a little bit, um, you know, towards the end of, but well, i guess it would have been the end of end of the year right if my time yeah. correct
0: yeah so um by the time well on day 38 i found out that there was a girl in the uk who was running the the marathons too she allegedly wasn't trying to break the world record but her goal was to run 100 marathons in 100 days mm. and she was doing them on a treadmill and i really wasn't following her i try not to pay attention to what anyone else is doing you know because but it, it did demoralize me a little bit um 2 days before I found out about her, I had tripped and fallen. And I think that kind of set the stage for all the complications that I had, you know, over the next four days. So, you know, falling down like that and then um, hearing about her, that kind of demoralized me. And then it was just the culmination of everything. And um, I don't there are times when I think like, could I have powered through? Like I said, I watched that video a lot from my evidence camera that, you know, I'm like, no, I couldn't have, like, it was like, I always keep doubting myself. Like, mm-hmm. did I give up or like, no, I didn't. My leg just was not moving anymore. So, um, but there are times when I do, I do think about that. And so um, I was thinking, you know, it was really difficult to do, to, to run, come to work, get ready for the next day. You know, I, every day I had to take the, the videos off of my camera and put them onto my computer and, um, you know, recharge my watch and get all my nutrition and my gear, my orange mud basket, all that packed up and everything getting, you know, mm-hmm. make sure that I had, I had bought custom insoles. I hate them now. I won't use them, <laughs> but I, you know, make sure that my insoles were in my Newtons and all that. I wear Newton running shoes, by the way, they're my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to make sure that they were, you know, all switched out for the next day. And it was a lot to do. Plus try to eat and sleep. So it, it was, um, it was a lot to do. And it was overwhelming. And, um so I I was just thinking like I'm never going to get this but I was listening to another podcast and this girl named Katie Spots was on it and um she was uh she's an American rower who rowed her way by herself from Africa to the United States and I thought that was freaking cool mm-hmm. And I went to a few things that she had said during the podcast. I I knew that she was from from Ohio. She had mentioned that, but she had also mentioned that she started running because uh, she had taken a class in college called run, run, jog, walk, or something like that. And I'm like, I took a class called (laughs) run, jog, walk. So I wanted to see if she had gone to the same college as me. So I looked her up on Wikipedia and that's where I had found out that she had the world record for the most consecutive daily ultra marathon distances run by a female and she i think she ran along the erie canal something like that she mm-hmm. ran from Cleveland to cincinnati and um and that's how i knew that there was a record for that and i said 11 days you gotta be kidding me I mean, you know if i can do 41 days of marathons what's five more miles a day you know mm-hmm. so you know for 12 days i can do that so uh So I submitted my application, and um, so this was back in June, and then I found out about, you know, I got the application was accepted, I think, in August, and uh, my plan was always just to do, you know, Christmas week, um, which we get off at work, Mm. and then I saved up a week of time off to to butt up against that. So my plan was uh, Christmas Eve to January 8th, so just that Saturday to the following Sunday, that was my plan. Then I found, I heard rumblings that, somebody had done, um, 15 mm. and I said, well, then we'll do, you know, I, I was like, okay, there's 15. So I've, I've got 16 days allocated out. And then I heard somebody did, you know, they, they had done 22 and they were waiting for their confirmation from Guinness. And I'm like, I guess it's starting a week early. So that's <laughs> when I started on the 17th and, uh, I had to come, had to get it done before work. So, um, and I let my bosses know because they were pretty cool with me to an extent. They were pretty cool with me during the marathons. They understood what I was doing. They understood that um, uh, for a couple of days I tried to run from my house to work and the traffic just, it was too dangerous. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it anymore. Right. So um, so they knew I, I was waking up early in the morning. like, I can't wake up earlier than this. I mean, it, it, I need to get sleep. I won't be able right. to physically do this if I don't get sleep. So it's either I leave work early to get sleep or – you know, I come in a little bit late. There's one of those two things has to happen. So this year they were they were pretty cool. They're like, you know, it's kind of slow. You know, you get here when you can. So I was waking up at two in the morning to get to start these runs at, that first week, just so I could get them done. And we had some wild thunderstorms. Not thunderstorms. It was just raining. I, you know, I was keeping my eye out because there were some days when I saw lightning, and I'm like, I don't hear the thunder though, so it's far away. I mean, I was monitoring that. I'm like, what am I going to do if it does? like just push through and hope for the best. I mean, mm. you know, <laughs> so, and I, that's, that was my attitude. I'm like, well, we'll deal with it when it gets here right now. It's not here. So, and hopefully, and thankfully nothing ever happened. I did get some chafing that though. Can you see that? Can you <laughs> see would, that? I would imagine. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it. I don't know, but it, it's bad. Um, but, uh, but it was, it was much better. It was much better than the marathons. I, I can't believe that it was. Um, but the, doing the ultra marathons, we're just talking 50 K. It's not, um, right. it's not like I did 50 miles or anything like that. Let's but not I, sell
1: ourselves short. It's still 50 K. Like it's still, I know. it's still not nothing.
0: I know. But, um, I was telling one of my bosses like, what's an ultra marathon? I said, for this, it's 50 kilometers. How far is that? It's 31 miles. It's five miles more. I'm like, it's five miles more. It's like an hour for some it's, people, yeah. you know, it's five more miles. So, um,
1: well and it's not it's not just like it's five more miles, but it's not like just five miles. It's five yeah, miles on it, top it, of twenty six. So like yeah, it's 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 a thing.
0: Miles. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to people at mile twenty and ask right, them how. Yeah,
1: well oh, just five more no, not not just five yeah. more at mile twenty, it's eleven more still at mile twenty. Like that's yeah. that's a thing.
0: Yeah. So um so it was it was it was a weird thing because and I I definitely believe that running the marathons the year before it I don't know if it just tuned my body into mm-hmm. this more if it just prepared me more for it if i learned a lot more about my body and what it could handle at that time or if it was um just because i run marathons all the time i i know where my my landmarks are in the way you know you get you know your 5k 10 miles you know you're halfway you're 20 and you have your 10k and you're done but i never ran a 50k before so i was you know my watch was set to kilometers because i wanted to make sure that i was hitting 50k right and um i mean i thought um 50k was 31 miles done 31.00 done it's not it's further than that so Mm. um so that's why i kept my my watch on kilometers because i was going through my garmin and i'm like how have i not earned the 50k badge before i've run 31 miles like Mm. that's not 50k that's how i learned that um so So what what
1: is it then for those of us that don't speak fluent metric
0: yeah, it's thirty one point zero six nine. Okay. Blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah. So every day I ran and I, I made my watch. I I think the the less, the least amount that my watch ever said was fifty point zero eight when I ran. So I always made sure I ran a little. You extra. Get a little bit just to be safe for sure. Correct. Yeah. You know. Um. So, and i had a friend who was running with me one day my friend mike he he and my friend shane were so awesome um they would run they would they wouldn't run the whole thing with me but they would take like 9 12 13 miles with me you know almost every day i had i had one of them with me and it was really cool um that uh my, my friend mike said to me though he's like how do you do it and I said you know, it's it's a weird thing because these feel so much easier than the marathons. I don't. I, I'm sure that part of it is because I'm I'm going. I'm not going into work. You know, the first week was was tough because I was going into work, but uh, after that, I, I didn't have to go into work, so that gave me time to just lay down and put my feet up and um, mm-hmm. try to eat something. Uh, I had a friend. Uh, my friend Karen let me borrow some of those air compression boots. Mm-hmm. I love those things. Those are really cool. Um, I'm sure you're, you're familiar with those, like the little air chambers yep. and they like, Oh, that was very cool. And, uh, I also had, um, gone into a place called the drip bar. It's an IV therapy place. Mm. Um, because I, I told you how I got rabdo twice last year. I said, you know, I think I'd, I think I might just be going in there a yeah, couple the times. Three's, threes or...
1: not a charm when it comes to rhabdo for sure.
0: Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I said, I'd rather take care of this preemptively then have to go to the hospital and deal with insurance forms and all this other crap too. I just want to, you know, get it out of the way, know that I'm good and go out. And I, I think, I feel like I didn't give that enough credit um, when I was running it, but I think all of these factors played into it. Um, but I was saying, you know, the, the, that I think all those factors played into the fact that the, the 50 K seemed easier than the marathons. Um, the other thing is, you know, my watch is in kilometers. So I, you know, all I can tell is like the halfway point. once something hits a five, I can figure out how mm-hmm. far I've gone. But um it was just like, okay, my milestones were 15 miles because then I'm halfway done. So it's 15 mile warm up because after that, that's when you know I started putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Then I'd have nine miles before the marathon, and then I'd come on and do my my Instagram live thing to make sure my friends knew I was live. And after rambling for a bit, I'd just have a 5K and I was done. And my friend Mike said. Wait, 15-mile warm-up, then nine miles to the marathon? I said, yeah. He goes, that's 11. I'm like, well, my runner's brain thinks that it's nine, so <laughs> it makes it go by quicker. It's easier for me that way. Let me think it's nine. It's not yeah. as bad that way. <laughs>
1: we, we, don't need to, we don't need the truth squad here. Just like, let me let me do my yeah. numbers the way I do my numbers.
0: All I know is I need to hit 50K. <laughs> right. Right. You,
1: you mentioned a couple of times that, that the ultra challenge seemed a little bit easier. Yeah, and I'm, it I'm, did. I'm curious. And, and if you've thought of this, maybe, you know, share what you've thought. If not, I, I don't know if this is, this might, you know, whatever, I, here, here's my thought on it. Um, okay. Going into the marathons, you know, whatever the number was, 92, 96, ni- whatever, some, some ridiculous, yeah. like I'm going to do this for three months um, yeah. versus the ultras. Like, yes, it's a little bit, you know, I, I don't want to minimize the five miles no. extra each day, but yeah. it is quote unquote only 23 days is three weeks and a, three weeks and change. Um, yeah, and I wonder if that maybe made it a little bit easier just mentally to be like, I've only got to do this for three weeks.
0: Yeah, I, I thought about that too. But then I also think back to, um, you know, I, every time I do something that's big and I'm proud of, I always go through on Facebook and I, I print off all of my posts and I bind them together in books and I read through them every once in a while. So, um, so I went through all my marathon posts and, um, you know, I, I just didn't have the pains. I mean, I remember on, um, New Year's Day in uh, 2022. Yeah. So it was New Year's Day. This was marathon 30, 32, I think. And uh, I remember I had shin splints so bad. I took these like pieces of elastic and I just tied them around my, my, my uh, leg with like a knot in it so that there would just be pressure there. And, And I used elastic so that it would still bend when my muscles moved. And I just had like three of these things all up and down my shins just to put some pressure on these knots that I could see, I could see in my legs. And I had KT tape everywhere. And I'm like, why isn't anyone out? Where's all this new year, new me stuff. I've got friends freezing in Detroit. I'm out here running with my leg literally tied together. Like, why aren't people out exercising? But I, I just remember, I mean, that was, I mean, I know it was day 32, but I just, I always think about that picture. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was literally tied together. If I wasn't doing this, I probably would have quit. I know I would have quit, right. but there were earlier days when I just remember complaining about, um, you know, like my shoulder hurting a lot and my shoulder hurts a lot when I run. I'm not, I mean, I know it's all connected, but for some reason, my shoulder hurts a lot when I run. And I remember having, um, you know, like the bottom of my feet would hurt. And uh, just there were just aches and pains that I had last time, even in the earlier days that I didn't have this time. And um, I don't know if my body just adapted to it or if um, the strength training that I had done in conjunction with the marathon training that I did over the summer Help to, you know, strengthen things a little bit more if uh, foam rolling, which is something that I always knew about, but never did. I mean, I had like one of those, those nice, the trigger point ones, those big hollow ones. And I was like using it as a speaker amplifier for my phone. Like I put my phone out. Yeah, that's not what it's designed for, Megan. That's not, (laughs) that's not what it's for. (laughs) Yeah, so not what it's for. So, but my coach had it on my plan that I had to do foam rolling, you know, every, almost every, every day, you know. Just just enough two minutes on certain spots, and I I got into the habit of that, and I understood the benefits of it more. He also told me about the theracane. I don't know if you know what a theracane is, mm-hmm. but it's about the greatest invention that's Deep ever. Just your back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I would get my shoulder and, and my mm-hmm. piriformis, and I'm like, this is the best twenty dollars I ever spent in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I bought a knockoff, because that's what I do. I mean, if it does the same thing, yeah, sure. I don't I don't care. But uh, but all of that. Um, and then I had the boots every day. I had the hydration from the drip bar. Um, all of this just, I think all of that just made it a much more pleasant experience. Um, my first marathon or my first ultra that I did was, um, five hours. And I think I've got this here, five hours, 10 minutes and 13 seconds. Um, the last one that I did, um, was five eighteen. Wow. So, I mean, I had some slower ones in there, but, um, but I felt fantastic mm-hmm. on day 23, and um, it probably would have been faster if I didn't run with my friend Mike. But you know, at, when, once we hit mile 30, he's like, "Just go," and oh, so I kind of left him in the dust again. But yeah. but it was, I mean, I just felt so good, and I was really sad that I had to stop because you know I had to come back to work. But um, they just, I I don't know. It's just a, a combination of everything just made these feel, a you know, a little bit um easier than than what the marathons were and um it's it's just amazing and I remember when I started running again like regular running regular just me out running mm-hmm. um it, it hitting like an 854 pace and my heart rate was 128 and I'm like look at this this is right. like this is crazy how how low my heart rate still is you know and mm-hmm. There's, that's another reason why I'm like, man, I feel like I want to start doing like a 10 mile a day run streak, you know, or just yeah. something just to keep that, that cardio going. You know, I like having these low heart rate runs, but it feels kind of effortless. And, um, it's just such a stupid thing. I'm in competition with myself over my own heart rate, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, as a, as a heart rate guy myself, you're, you're preaching to the choir. Cause I feel like yeah. I I yammer on about running slow and, and being able to race fast as a result of it. Um, uh, yeah, but it's it's good to hear you say that without me prompting you. Like I've just yeah, been no, kind of grinning the whole yeah, time.
0: Yeah, I had a friend who used to bonk at 17. That was his stop, man. He's mm-hmm. like 17 was just—he would just crumble. And I had told him for a couple of years, you know, you got to do this heart rate thing. And so one day he finally listened to me, and uh, and he was out running, and he—I think he missed his BQ by like 40 seconds or something. Right. But, he, but, but he's right like, on like, through. No factor. Like, like i never ever bought he said my last 10k was like fantastic and i said so he's he has not lost his determination but he's he's a big believer in it now and i'm like no. so that makes me happy i'm sorry i interrupted you
1: No, no that's all right that's all right that's all right um we're getting getting to that point of of wrapping up anyway but i yeah. I, I have to ask um yeah. so you've done all these you've done these you know 23 days of 50ks of of ultra running but if if i'm unless I missed something or unless it just didn't come up, which is very possible. Have you, have you done a, an official ultra merit? Like have you, have you signed up for a 50 K race yet?
0: No, I haven't. Um, I is, that, is that I haven't on the done. agenda? No, it it will be. Um, I've got, the thing is that it doesn't, doesn't take much prodding to get me to sign up for a marathon. Say, where, where's so. your
1: sister? We need your sister or your friend to be like, <laughs> hey, hey, why don't you do a 50 K on the trail? And then like, well, it'll, it'll just happen.
0: Well, I had signed up for a 50 miler um, back in, back in, whenever it was, I don't know. It was before I, it was before it was after I knew about the, that I was going to attempt the ultra marathons, but it was before, you know, I, I knew that I was going to hurt myself at Celebration Marathon. Mm -hmm. So, um, at the town of Celebration Marathon, I was out running and, uh, I hurt my hamstring and I said, I mean I almost I almost threw the towel in at eleven and said, You know what, I'm just gonna run the half. But then my nemesis walked up and, like said something. She was coming up behind me, she said something, and I'm like, Well if I don't if I finish now, she's gonna beat me and I can't have that. So I ran fifteen miles on this terrible hamstring. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. It's a stupid thing to do, but I'm not motivated by conventional things, so I finished <laughs> And I was like, there's no way I'm running that 50 miler. Plus, I'd never done a trail race before. I was watching his introductory video and learning about the blazes on the tree. I'm like, oh, I'm getting lost on this thing. I'm just not even going. <laughs> that's, I am- that's part of the experience,
1: girl. Like, 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 if you don't get lost on a trail run, did you even do a trail run? Like, I don't think so. You-
0: but I thought like they're going to have to like send unsolved mysteries out to get me. That's how fast we lost I'm going to get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just said, you know what, we'll just skip that. Let, you know, the race director, whoever have the money, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, so <sighs> I've got, I'm pacing for the St. Louis marathon. I'm pacing for the Montana marathon. I had already planned on running Pittsburgh with some friends, I've got Twin Cities, I've got Boston I'm like, okay, I've got five more marathons for which I'm already registered. I don't know how much money and for travel and time mm-hmm. off, I'm really gonna have for a fifty k anytime soon. um, but I have been eyeballing the Lighthouse One Hundred up in Traverse City, Michigan, for a couple of years, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> what's seventy more miles what's seventy more miles
1: at that <laughs> point, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> for for whatever it's worth, like I grew up about 60 miles south of Traverse City. It is oh, beautiful really? there. So yeah, yeah. It'd be it a, it'd be I a scenic it. trip for I don't know how, how scenic it would be after you know 70 miles, but you know yeah. at least for part of it it'll be it'll be pretty.
0: Yeah. So no, I haven't signed up for an official 50k race. I've looked for some, but I, I and I remember telling my boyfriend like I can't sign up for anything in 2024. All, all I have on the agenda for now is is Tokyo because I deferred it mm. again. I mean, I was in it for 2020, but they canceled the race two weeks before. I ended up going to Japan, and I've been so salty about that the whole time. It was a great trip. I had a, I had a wonderful time. We got to see a ton of places that people don't usually go to because it's so crowded. But my reason for going was the marathon. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, I paid all this money, bought travel insurance, and they're like, well, our country's not closed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going for a race, and I was only going to be there for 10 days. You want me to sit in a hotel room for 14 days and quarantine myself? Mm-hmm. It may as well be closed. So lost out on all that, and I'm like, I'm not even trying again. Until they have the race again, I'm not even trying to run Tokyo. So now it's happening for real in 23, so far.
1: (laughs) So far, right.
0: So far, you know, there's still time for them to cancel it, but I'm like, until I know that it's happened, I'm not going to try to run it again. I I mean, I just spent so much money on a race I've never run before. I'm just not ready to do it again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, 24 might be my year for not doing stupid stuff. I don't know. <laughs> As from
1: one runner to another, just, you know, yeah, be careful a, putting that kind of done. putting yeah. that out there cuz we we find ways to do stupid things. <laughs> but um you know clearly a busy a busy 2023 on the race calendar already you know looking ahead to 20 again typical runner already looking ahead yeah. two years from now yeah. or a year year plus from now like oh yeah, yeah, I, you know
0: what's i've what's... got two years planned out
1: <laughs> i'm sure you do I, I can tell i can tell <laughs>
0: yeah but uh
1: so so anyway you know at, at some point maybe a couple years from now after after the, the 100 and after a couple of 50k you know trail races and, and who knows tokyo and all the other things maybe we'll circle back and do this again um yeah. but uh before i let you out of here one one final question call it the, the philosophical question which which isn't really that philosophical necessarily but it's open-ended uh kind of take it wherever you want to go with it and you know it, it's 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 been i don't know not funny but it's been it's been Neat for me, kind of how like we just kind of met online a couple few, few days ago, a week ago, something like that. It seems like, and there's a lot of intertwining in, in our in our running stories and races we've run together and not knowing and and our first race both being undertrained and and somewhat of a disaster, but you know whatever it is what it is. um Curious in the in the 12 13 years that you've been been running now and and obviously all the things you've accomplished and and you know, who knows what all still to accomplish, but. Um, what is one thing, two things, whatever, uh, something something that maybe you've learned about yourself through running that, you know, no way of knowing, but maybe you never would have known had you not, you know, gotten peer pressured by your sister, uh, you know, 13, 14 years ago to sign up for your first marathon and dot, 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 here we are today. So what is what is something you've learned about yourself through the sport of running?
0: Well, well I learned today that I'm easily succumbed to peer pressure. So <laughs> <laughs> You're just now figuring that out? <laughs> I never knew that before. I just figured they were all just my, you know, little seeds planted that, so I I think the the thing that I learned about myself more than anything is that if my mind is set to it I can I can at least try. I'm not mm-hmm. going to, you know, I mean, and I tell people that all the time like you don't know if you don't try. I mean, the most back to back marathons I ever ran was two. Right. <laughs> Was I gonna make it to ninety six? I don't know. Let's see. Let's try and find out. You know, I mean pretty badass if I could, but mm-hmm. I I didn't know. So um so that's if you I feel like this should apply to anyone. If you have the mindset, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. You can. It's I always tell people that marathon running in, in its own is ninety nine percent mental. You know, the the body will take care of itself. And we, I mean, look, we're we're prime examples of this. We were not prepared to run 26.2 miles. We did it. For whatever your reason was, mine was kind of a spite sibling rivalry thing. Whatever yours was, that motivated you. So it's whatever in your head. You know, you you keep yourself going. Um. So. Yeah, I feel that if I really want to do something, I can get it done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. And and the proof is in the pudding with uh, the the Guinness Book of World Record. You know, like. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Y'all, if you want to follow along as uh, we see whatever Megan, you know, puts her mind to and uh, knocks down and keeps on keeping on, you know, beyond above and beyond uh, the feisty runner is uh, the handle on the Instagrams. Of course, we'll have that linked up. Dizruns.com slash 1134 Dizruns.com slash 1134 back to the show notes, links, all the things as per usual. So Megan, thanks for, uh, for making the time today. Thanks for navigating some tech hurdles. But as we were getting started, trying to get started, we finally made it happen and I'm so glad we did. Uh, but glad we've been able to connect and, uh, you know, maybe the next time we share the race course, we'll actually know that we're sharing the race course together instead of just yeah,
0: that? When doing it by accident. Um,
1: but thank you for the time today, milady. And, and, you know, continue good health, continue good race performances, keep that heart rate down and, uh, nothing but the best to you going forward.
0: Yeah. Same to you. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed
1: this. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Megan and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your, uh, takeaway De jour, du jour. for me, it, it, something that kind of, kind of just kind of kept bubbling to the surface. Um, and, and I don't remember, maybe it was said explicitly, maybe not, but it's the idea that experience is such a great teacher. And, you know, from from Megan's first marathon, my first marathon, our first marathon together, um, you know, neither of us really knew what we were getting into, but you kind of learn, right? Um, and so it could be something as simple as that, where where as we progress as runners, there's there's, you know, we all start somewhere where we probably don't know very much. And through experience, we start to learn, you know, a little bit more about maybe training philosophies, whether it's heart rate training, whether it's just not needing to hammer all the time, whether you ever get into the specifics of heart rate or not, like, like there's so much that you learn there, right? Um, But maybe it's something like going for a freaking world record attempt. Like who does, Megan does that. I don't do that. Maybe you don't as well. But if you, if you do go for something big, whether it's, you go for a big PR, whether it's a a multi-day streak, um, whether it's a run streak, race streak, or otherwise, whether it's it's a world record attempt, you go for something big. Hopefully, you hit the mark, right? But if you don't, you're probably going to learn something, and then that what you learn may probably, hopefully, comes back to help you for the next thing, which clearly happened for Megan. Um, and and you know, I just I just think that sometimes, and maybe this is I don't know. I think we all want the shortcuts, right? We all want to, to get the answers. We want to read the book. We want, to, we want to listen to the podcast. We want to have the coach that has all the answers and tells us that, to, to do this, do that. Um, and sometimes that that can work. But a lot of times, experience, man, it's just the, it's just the best. Like we, we learn from our experiences. At least I do. That, that's my best teacher. A lot of times that means some failures, some, some rough goes. But that's, that's where we learn. And so sometimes you just got to try some things, you know, whether it's, it's your, your nutrition mid run. And like, is this going to work? Is this not whether it's amino co or something else? Like whether it's a gel, a goo, a a chew, um, whatever, you just got to try some things. You got to try the frequency just because the label says, take, take one, one gel every 45 minutes. Like, I mean, maybe that doesn't work for me, you know, but I only learned that by trying, by trying to choke down a gel and not being able to do it. Right. So, so just, just the, 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 the theme of this episode, I kind of feel like was just that experience is just such a great teacher and we just continue to learn and we try something different and then we learn some more and it's, you know, it's scientific method 101 all over again. And, and that's just, you know, as, as I continue to go forward as a runner, as a coach, as whatever it is that I do for a living, um, like it like, this was just a, a, a timely, a very timely reminder for me that sometimes you just got to do and then learn and then maybe do a little better or do a little differently at least, or maybe in a perfect world, you find out that what you did works. And so you just learn, Hey, keep doing that. Keep doing that. Uh, but one way or the other experience is just, is just such a great teacher. And, uh, that's, that's going to be, I think the big takeaway that I I have from today's episode. Um, so Yeah so that's my takeaway what about you what stood out to you from this from today's episode as always if you would like to share it i would like to hear it at disruns on twitter at disruns on instagram you can send me a message tag me in a post shoot me you know shoot slip and slide into the dms with your takeaway whatever works best for you is fine with me uh, you can also shoot me an email disruns at gmail.com and of course if you want to head back to the show notes for today disruns.com slash 1134 disruns.com slash 1134 we'll get you there we got some photos of course we have links as always Uh, We've got that little comment section down there at the bottom as well. Feel free to chime in your thoughts, your feedbacks, your takeaways. Um, No character. Well, I'm sure there's there's probably a character limit. But no, not much of a character limit. Um, Type away to your heart's content, and uh, I can't wait to see what stood out to you from today's episode. If what stood out to you from today's episode is like, God, I could use some amino acids. Well, we've got you covered. Aminoco.com slash Dizruns. Use the code Dizruns at checkout to make sure you're saving yourself 30% on your order as well. Thanks for supporting AminoCo, and thanks to AminoCo for supporting the podcast. Appreciate how that all works together nicely. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Megan and I with you today. And until next time, y'all, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? Later, y'all.